T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. All right, welcome back, everybody. Well, it's been a while uh, since we've been able to talk KU hoops. They get this long break. Bill Self with all the time in the world to really dig in on this roster. We get the news of the Liberty Bowl as well. To go through all of that, we're going to bring in the voice of the Kansas Jayhawks, Brian Haney. Jad, hit it. It's that time. Sports Daily getting all the inside information on the Kansas Jayhawks. Let's go now to the voice of KU, Brian Haney. And we welcome in Brian Haney. Brian, welcome. It's uh, It's been a busy time on the calendar. You guys get uh, a minute to catch your breath here this week. What are you doing with all this free time? No basketball this week until the weekend. You got all this time off until the Liberty Bowl. Just kicking back, relaxing, not worried about a thing in the world, are you? <laughs> Yeah, if only that were true. Uh, now, this is the time of year we, we go around the state. In fact, next week, next uh, Tuesday or Wednesday, I have to look at the calendar. We're in Wichita. We make these treks across the state for our round ball luncheons with Coach Self and Coach Snyder. And so we've been doing that and uh, obviously getting ready for uh, the prep for Missouri and Arkansas as well. But uh, certainly an exciting time of year to have football still to talk about. But uh, definitely Nice to get a little bit of a break here in the basketball schedule after a busy month of November. This is, you know, inevitable every year. They get, they get a stretch like this during stop day and finals week where the guys don't have as much basketball to focus on so they can get their, their finals taken care of academically. But it's also a great time for Coach Self because he'd tell you this is a young team that needs a lot of extra practice time to smooth out some rough rough edges and get this club where he would like for them to be heading into conference play. And so uh, the fact that we played on the 1st of December and then we only have four games the rest of the entire month means a lot of practice time. And the guys might not like that as much as the coaching staff does. Bill Self's definitely fired up about that. And we'll find out from Coach tonight on Hawk Talk just uh, how they're coming along and, and where he's seeing strides made because – Definitely, you'll you'll take the the start they got off to. Obviously, with just one loss at this point, but even in in a nice start with a couple of quality wins, you definitely feel like, particularly in the post and 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 with some other areas, there's definitely some improving to be done. So, Bill Self will be on the airwaves tonight at six, and and we'll get an update then. But in the meantime, rest assured, nobody's putting their feet up, relaxing too much. There's still a lot of good stuff going on, even on the bye week. 
Well, Brian, the last time that we saw the Jayhawk basketball squad, they took on Seton Hall in the Big 12 Big East uh, matchup there. And Kansas with a comfortable 91-65 to victory. Uh, the Jayhawks shot 57% from the field in that game. They've got some time off, obviously, until the big matchup with Missouri this weekend. Your takeaways from the game against Seton Hall. And then, of course, we know that Missouri is no slouch under Dennis Gates. What are you looking forward to in this um, upcoming matchup this weekend? Well, to start with Seton Hall, you know, it wasn't nearly as close of a game as we thought it might be heading in. Not that we expected it to be neck and neck, but I think the odds makers had it as a nine-point Kansas uh, advantage heading in, and they ended up blowing them out 91-65. On paper, Seton Hall had been the best defensive team in the Big East based on field goal percentage and three-point percentage, and yet Kansas, you know, lit them up, and, and we saw – Kevin McCullough or Jalen Wilson both have three threes in the game. We we saw you know excellent individual career high efforts out of KJ Adams and Ernest Udine in the interior. They both set personal bests. It was one of those uh, rare games where all five starters score in double figures, and you get a guy off the bench in double figures. First time since 2019 that we had six different Jayhawks score double figure points. So that was great to see. But uh, beyond that, I think that uh, you know, Kansas realizes that it's going to get a lot tougher these next two games. Missouri is vastly improved over the club that we saw a year ago. I think it was 102-65 last season, absolute blowout. And uh, you know, Kansas this time around is facing a 9-0 and team. And uh, we're definitely you know, mindful of, of, of how difficult this is going to be, how raucous of an atmosphere it's going to be going into Mizzou Arena against an undefeated foe. But then after that, you have Indiana, uh, who's you know the, the class of our non-conference schedule to this point. I think that um, you know clearly it was impressive to beat Duke in the Champions Classic. But as young as Duke was, particularly in the second week of the season with all those freshmen, uh, and as good as Tennessee is, uh, I think Indiana might be the toughest team we faced. And so that'll be on December seventeenth, and there'll be no look-ahead factor there because, as I said, Mizzou's undefeated and. They're going to bring a great challenge, especially after the blowout a year ago. So, But my point is, I think the December schedule, very spread out, as we talked about, not a ton of games, but it kind of ascends in order of degree of difficulty. So Seton Hall was, was not quite the challenge we thought it was going to be. Missouri will be much tougher. And then Indiana, uh, the toughest of those three. And then, you know, they wrap it up after that. Um, their final game before Christmas would be against Harvard. And then you're in the league schedule after that. So it's it's going to be upon us in a hurry here, the Big 12 slate. But uh, these next couple of games, you know, sandwiched around, finishing up your finals academically and all that are two really tough tests. And if Kansas could get them both, man, you feel great about these six-ranked Jayhawks because those are definitely resume-building type wins. You know, Indiana, I think, is top-10 caliber. and Missouri remains to be seen how good they're going to be over the long haul because their schedule to this point uh, is softer than most, but uh, no doubt, much, much improved team from a year ago and definitely, you know, heading over there expecting a dogfight for sure. Well, that's what I was going to ask you. How good is Missouri? How much of a test do we expect out of Missouri? We know the atmosphere should be intense, right? Uh, the rivalry renewed a little bit here. Um, is there concern here? I, I, I watched Missouri. They're not bad, but they're not as good as KU. 
Yeah, I mean, there's always concern uh, when you're going on the road against a major conference opponent. And, and like I mentioned, I mean, there's a lot of talent on this team. They've got five guys averaging double figures. And, and the balance you know, that I just talked about Kansas had in one game, they've had most games, but, you know, they, they've not faced anything close to Kansas. So it's, it's hard to imagine. Obviously, Wichita State gave them a good fight. That was a four-point game. But beyond that, you look at the Missouri schedule and, you know, it's it's – Semo and it's you know Houston Baptist and teams like that and so uh, I think when they go up against a club that has three McDonald's All-American freshmen and a preseason All-American like Jalen Wilson well we'll find out real fast just how good they actually are but definitely you know expect this thing to be as, as much as KU will have been tested because we played some neutral court games we haven't gone into an environment like that where they're all against you and and for our Kansas team I mean there's nobody really on this team that understands, you know, the intensity of this rivalry because while they did play him last year, that was a home game and it's a different kind of deal when you go over there and, and the, the fan group, the antlers are, are you know, jeering you and, and targeting you with very specific personalized uh, taunts and, and they, they try to get a hold of your phone number somehow and do stuff throughout the week leading up. I don't know if any of that's been going on or not. But, I mean, this is as intense as it gets, and our players haven't encountered that. So hopefully they can weather the storm and handle some adversity if it comes early uh, and know that this Mizzou team is absolutely out for some serious revenge. But uh, to answer your question, I'm not sure, Jacob, just how good they are because you know, we haven't seen them face anything any close to what Kansas will present. And obviously Wichita State you know, pushed them to the brink, and that's maybe the, yep. the most uh, – you know, noticeable opponent they've had at this point. So I'll be really interested to see how it goes down on Saturday afternoon. Brian, of course, one of the big questions that I think we've even talked about when we've had you on the show uh, with Kansas basketball has been the play in the post. And I thought in that Seton Hall game, Ernest Uday had some really good minutes off the bench, 10 points for him off the bench. Of course, KJ Adams is playing in that five spot, you know, starting the game, uh, you know, there. Uh, 11 points for him in 16 minutes. Where do you think the development of the bigs stands right now? Of course, it's not going to be that long from now until Kansas is in league play, and they're going to be going up against, you know, really talented bigs in the conference. Where do you think that development stands right now? Well, we'll find out tonight on Hawk Talk if Cam Martin is coming back Saturday or if the following week is more realistic Coach Self had said last Thursday that Cam was targeting a return versus Missouri, but there's a chance it might need one more week on the injured shoulder that occurred back in the preseason. Similar injury to Jalen Daniels, by the way. Not exactly, but similar. Um, and so he's going to help, but he's he's a stretch four. He's a three-point shooter. I, I don't know what to make of you know how Bill Self likes to utilize his bigs versus the, the way he plays. But he's definitely going to help because he's a veteran. He's a guy that's, you know, according to reports of the behind-closed-door scrimmage they had with Illinois that wasn't publicized or, or, you know, distributed the box score or anything, apparently he looked really good in that. And so we'll see. I'm glad if he is able to return this week or next, he's getting in a few games before league play. Because, man, once you get into January – Roles are established. Rotation starts to be, you know, trimmed down. I'm not saying that's going to be the case on this team with so much youth. It'll probably still be in flux for a while. But I'd like to see what Cam has, and then maybe we can answer that question a little bit um, more knowledgeably because he's kind of the the unknown wild card. If this was let's make a deal, 
he's behind curtain number two, and we have no idea what's back there. I mean, we know what he was when he played for Jeff Boshi, uh, but you know, this is again very different competition, and and we'll see. But because to me, I mean, based on the way Bill Self typically plays his bigs, and based on what this team needs it's very clear in my mind, the highest ceiling for this club's potential in March and April is for Ernest Uday to become not just, you know, I'm not going to say he needs to be a star as a freshman, but he needs to be, you know, similar to what Kansas was getting out of Udoka as a Uki prior to his injury as a freshman. You recall Kansas was left with just Landon Lucas at the end of that year because Doak got hurt, but, but Doak was disruptive before that. He was, he was, going to Madison Square Garden and, and you know, getting double-digit rebounds and doing things like that. I think Ernest, you know, on a per-game basis, should be an eight-and-six type guy. That's not asking too much. Uh, six, honestly, in terms of rebounds, is, is not asking enough. But conservatively speaking, if he were to get more minutes, um, he has by far the best pedigree to be what we need our five-man to be. 6'11 in height, 7'4 in wingspan, good feet, runs well, great lob catcher. His post moves are very raw at this point, um, and, and they're going to get better. He's one of those guys that with all this extra practice time, hopefully he'll, he'll have a little more confidence on some of the little things offensively. But as a shot blocker and shot alterer, he gives us our best chance because K.J. is 6'7". And, and, you know, I don't know what kind of defender is Cam, Cam, Cam Martin is, to be honest. And so we'll, we'll see. But, uh, uh, you know, you look at Zuby, and, and Zuby's had his good days too. But there's no doubt the guy with the most length and the biggest upside is the McDonald's All-American five-star big man. And it was good to see a career-high game out of you know, Zuby, or not Zuby, but um, out of Ernest the other night. And uh, I think he did a lot for his confidence. And I, I think he's one of those guys that once the light comes on, Look out. He's going to be special. We're never going to be a team within this season that plays through its bigs. We're going to play through our wings for sure. But if you had something formidable down there that the opposition at least had to respect, that makes us so much more multidimensional and so much more dynamic. And so I, I think to answer your question in a really long-form fashion there, Tommy, it's, it's, uh, it's definitely earnest that gives us our biggest ceiling. But, yeah, I mean, we've got something in Cam Martin that's been on campus for 18 months, and nobody really knows what he is because we haven't seen it in a real game yet. So maybe Saturday we'll offer that opportunity. Uh, realistically, though, knowing how tough these next two games are going to be, I think, like, the true indication of, of what Cam Martin might be doesn't come until Harvard when he gets an extended run. But that will help us fill in some of those blanks. You'll notice the name I didn't mention is Zach Clements. Zach obviously had uh, you know the broken nose and concussion symptoms uh, after the, the North Dakota State game early in the season, but even before that, Zach hadn't separated uh, you know as much as you'd like him to separate from the competition as a guy that's had an extra year on Zuby and Ernest. It was you know pretty much even between those three outside of Cam Martin, and, and that's disappointing, and that's not to be critical at all, but. Uh, if some guys make a big leap between year one and year two. Others, you know, have a, a slower, more steady ascent. And, and his has not been as dramatically upward pointing. And, and that means, you know, realistically, he's, you know, right now probably there with Zuby behind Ernest. And, and Cam could leapfrog both of those guys uh, and be right there with Ernest because Zach hasn't quite had that, 
that uh, maturation just yet. But that's not to say they're, they're giving up on him at all. Uh, some guys are slower bloomers than others. But that's kind of how I see it right now. And, and hopefully, you know, Ernest is everything we think he could be as the season gets a little bit deeper. Brian Haney, voice of the Kansas Jayhawks, joining us now. And let's switch gears a little bit. First time we've had a chance to talk since the big news of a Liberty Bowl. I love the Liberty Bowl. I think of the bowls available, it you know has as much history and fanfare and fun as any of them. I've been there covering one before. Uh, it's it's a lot of fun. Interestingly enough, the opponent when I was there was also Arkansas. They traveled well. They were super into it. They made it fun as well. I think this is a good one. I think I think it's a good barometer in the team that they'll play. And I think it's going to be a fun experience for fans who've been waiting so long for a bowl game. What are your thoughts on the Liberty Bowl? Yeah, yeah, I like it. I, I think, um, you know, it was becoming increasingly clear it was going to be either Memphis or Phoenix. And, uh, you know, for Kansas fans, this one's a little easier to get to. It's not as easy to get to as it is for Arkansas fans, though. As you know, this is kind of right there in their backyard. And so they'll have a great contingent. So many times, though, bowl games come down to who wants to be there more. I think we, we touched on that briefly last week. That uh, you know, I, I've done bowl games. Even last season, I did the Gasparilla Bowl, and Central Florida beat Florida, and it was so obvious how much more Central Florida wanted it. And Florida had numerous players that had tapped out and weren't playing that day because they'd already entered their names in the NFL draft. And we'll see. I, I think uh, it's going to be interesting as we get closer to the 28th if there's a guy or two on the Arkansas team that ends up not playing because he's already put his name in the draft. We'll see how much Arkansas is jazzed to be there. They're definitely going to have a good uh, fan representation. And so I I don't worry about this being one of those games nearly as much, but this was a club at one time had much different aspirations. They started the season ranked in the preseason top 20 at 19 climbed as high as 10th after a three and O start and then, you know, went through some midseason stuff like Kansas did uh, and stumbled a bit. But both six and six clubs, they both got great quarterbacks and running backs. The run game matchup is going to be really fun to watch because you got big time guys on both sides. And then, you know, with Kansas, I, I think you should be bullish if you're a Jayhawk fan thinking about our chances because, as we discussed last week, Jalen Daniels versus K-State looked like the Jalen from September. He was running again. They were executing the option pitches. He was throwing the ball, not a ton downfield because of the rain, but the arm looked good. The feet were on display. And then you saw Craig Young and Lonnie Phelps defensively look fresher, more explosive, more disruptive. Kansas was not a healthy team in late October and for the bulk of November they were finally getting healthy at the end of the year. And, and everybody goes through that. All teams do. But but Kansas had it hit some of their most key players. I mean, two of those three guys I just mentioned were second-team all-league, even with the injuries they had. It might have been first-team all-league had they not you know, had their respective setbacks health-wise. And so um, I'm excited to see Kansas three weeks from now be as healthy as they've been since the opener – and uh, you're not going to get everybody back, obviously, but but you're going to have most everybody ready to go and extra skip in our step. And in terms of the want-to factor, who wants to be there, who wants to win, this is our first bowl game in 14 years. This is a big deal for our entire program. Of course, our guys are going to come out with their hair on fire. So 
tough matchup, good team. You know, anybody from the SEC obviously was going to be a great challenge. I'm glad we found an SEC team that wanted to play us. But uh, we're fired up. It, it's oh. going to be a fun day, no doubt. And uh, and we played them twice. Was that a shot fired? That's it. Was that a shot Arkansas. fired, Brian? Was was that a shot fired? No, it's an observation. Just an observation. Uh, but, no, we, we played them twice. It's kind of like uh, – it's, it, it's a little bit to me like Kansas-Wisconsin in basketball. I can't believe we haven't faced them more historically. But looking forward to it and definitely think it's, it's going to be of, of some of these bowl matchups on paper. This one has a chance to be back and forth. Who possesses it last? This is going to be a great, great football game, at least on paper heading in. Yeah, I agree with that. All right, Brian, we'll have uh, we'll have some time to continue to break down that matchup, make sure everybody's playing, get through all those details as well. Uh, enjoy the basketball this weekend. I know that's going to be a lot of fun in Columbia as the Jayhawks get to renew that rivalry just a little bit here. Uh, we appreciate it. Pre-game coverage, what do we have on the broadcast coming up this weekend? Let's see here. We're 415 on the tip. I think I think Crimson and Blue Show is going to start at uh, uh, 245. So, yeah, we'll, we'll have uh, good coverage for you. And I, for one, I know not everybody in Jayhawk Nation was thrilled when they got Mizzou back on the schedule in basketball and football, but I've missed it. And, you know, there's generations of, of kids now that, that don't know anything about how intense this used to be, how great this rivalry was. And quite frankly, to call it like it is, this rivalry was better than the K-State rivalry because it was more competitive in both football and basketball. K-State, you know, obviously has had our number for 14 straight years in football and Kansas for many years, even though the games were close, you could always count on a sweep of K-State. With Mizzou, it was much more back and forth. And obviously the intensity going back to the Civil War, far beyond sports, uh, you know, was a lot more heated than anything else we've been a part of. So I'm excited we got it back on the schedule. And I, I think it's going to be a lot of fun to see this renewed in football in a couple of years. So no shots fired. I'm, I'm actually looking forward to it. But uh, it is fun, though, to talk a little bit of smack and, and to, you know, definitely uh, you know have something to anticipate with real rivalry intensity, unlike anything else we have. So let's look forward to it on Saturday. Guys, thanks a lot, and thanks to the Mattress Hub for sponsoring these reports each and every week. You can find them at mattresshub.com, Wichita owned and operated. I put my money where my mouth is and bought my own Mattress Hub mattress, the purple mattress back in the spring and summer, and my back, which had been a wreck before that, is feeling as good as it's ever felt. I'm so glad I did it. You can do the same today. Great holiday specials at mattresshub.com. Fellas, we'll talk to you next week. Getting set for Indiana. And uh, thanks again for all you do. I appreciate you. There goes Brian Haney. Brian, we appreciate it. You'll hear Brian in the call this weekend against Mizzou right here on KFH. If you missed any of that conversation, you can always find it at kfhradio.com. Tommy and I will be back to wrap up hour number one of Sports Daily next. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. 
Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.